special sounds like one of those tv adverts doesn't it order now and we'll send along free a bag of coal yeah (laughs) this is a special though i enjoy doing these specials about um solo albums i've recorded and um i sort of go through every element that i can remember about releasing those records and i really want to talk about an album i released which is very 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 special to me very personal record called fugitive pieces which i released in april um I think April the 19th, 2021. And um, it's it remains to me um, probably one of my most um, loved albums, really, because it's such an unusual album for me to record at that time and still remains uh, a, a very uh, unusual record for me. It's a very, very intimate record. I mean, I know lots of artists say, this is me being really open and intimate, but um, it was a strange way this song came, ab- this album came about. I wrote the whole album in a period of three weeks, one song every day, um, because I was going through a a depression, and um, I thought, I don't just want to be depressed and go to bed early and draw the curtains and uh, back away from life. I thought, I've got to give myself a task uh, to get through this, and of course, music has always been um, a healing balm for me, so I sort of set myself out this plan. I don't know really why it happened, but I thought, I'm going to try try and write from um absolute an emotional place a stream of consciousness each day i'm going to try and write the basics um the body of a song um and get it down in a day and the next day i have to do another one and not overthink uh, that was the key it was to really not overthink and to write something um that put me in touch in a way with my depression and put me in touch with all those emotions that sort of come up when you're a little bit blue you know you're it, that seems to rise to the surface and sometimes when you push it away it gets worse but if you're able to just let it out and music for me has always been my escape ever since I was a kid uh, music made everything brighter and made life worthwhile so my task was to write and record uh, here in my home studio, the basic uh, basis of a song every day, and um, and also to go back to something which was very minimal. And the way I started writing songs, which means going straight to the piano, um, and just basically going back to the rudiments of chords, harmony, and um, feeling um, simplicity really in these songs I was trying to accomplish something which I did when I first started writing where I would sit for forever at a piano and try and work out chord sequences and melodies that felt special to me so in a way it was like going back into time right back to the period of the late 70s when I used to start sitting at my piano and trying to just construct well written chordal songs the first song that appeared uh, and actually what's interesting about this record at every every song on the album the way it follows 1 to 11 um, these songs are written that way I didn't have to think about about moving songs around every day a song was written that was song one song two song three and that was going to be the way the songs were going to appear on the album first song i wrote was a song called when i look for you and of course in this spirit that i was in at that point my mind in my depression was taking me back to all the emotional points of my life uh, my relationships uh, my fears um my joys but more to do with um the human experience of being scared in a lot of situations and also um feeling emotions when you get um next to people and you have relationships when i look for you relates to um i know a person so well I've spent my life with this person that I know what you'd say to me in times of trouble. Um, and I know when I look for you, I know exactly how you, what you'll be wearing and how you will be. It was like that 
was the way into this first song, When I Look For You. I know exactly what you would um, be meaning to me, even if you'd lost a person, even if you've lost a person in your life and you're look, thinking of that person, you know when you look for that person, you know how they are in your mind's eye and in your heart, and you know how they would lift you and talk to you and you know everything that they would bring to you if they were there. So anyway, this is track one called When I Look For You. When I look for you I know just where you'll be When I look for you You'll be standing right beside me And I know just what you'd wear And I know just what you'd say Something right and true When I come looking for you And I know you had to leave And that's the way it's gotta be And I know there are some things We can never change When I look for you Yeah, I know just where to look Know just where you stand Right beside me I know just what you'd wear And I know what you'd say Something right and true When I come looking for you And I thought you left a little early And I must admit my head sometimes goes down It seems like winter's always around my soul But when I look for you I ain't gotta try too hard When I reach for you Standing right by my So that's the first track on Fugitive Pieces called When I Look For You. Um, uh, listening now, I can see that I was seeing it in a way like a three-piece band. At first, I would just do all the piano chords to these songs, and that took about ten days. And I would do five vocals, five lead vocals, without writing any of the lyrics down. I basically sang from a feeling. And then I would listen to the song and say, the song has appeared, and I just have to comp these five tracks together. Nothing Thing was written on paper with the lyrics it was almost like uh, talking to somebody and um, I'm sure you all know what that's like it just comes out and luckily I suppose I think I was in a space which I don't think I'll ever be in again to do these songs like this because it, it was a period that um, I can't reproduce um, so uh, when I look for you, I see it as a three-piece uh, band because at first it was all piano. And then I thought, well, I'm going to add a little bit of ambience. And then I thought I'm going to play a little bit of guitar around the edges. 
there's no rhythm. I think there's one one or two songs with uh, the sense of drums involved. It was purely the rhythm was pa- played by playing the piano, and um, and I didn't uh, make it slick in the sense you can hear pops in the vocals. You can hear the vocals are not being manipulated too much. The reverb was found straight away. Everything was found straight away because when you do that sometimes, um, and that's why it's a rare moment, you know you've caught. Um, the sadness, uh, the poignancy, uh, again, the emotive context. Um, and Fugitive Pieces, the title of the album, it's been used many times by people, but I'd written it down many years ago because Byron, the romantic poet, his first um, book of poetry, which was very, very um, naive but very emotional, was called Fugitive Pieces, and that stuck with me because it was him um, learning his trade, feeling uh, poetry, but also being um, naive, and which is, can be very powerful at times. So... Um, that's the first track, When I Look For You. And uh, getting back to this Fugitive Pieces title, you know, uh, I like the idea of fragments, and I think that's what Byron's poetry was. It was fragments of um, revelations, I suppose. Um, and for me, these songs are all short, which was great. Um, and they finish really, most of them without fades, you know, the, the techn- technical side of fading something in a mix. A lot of it was very short in the songs, which is <laughs> different for me, because I usually go on for days. But that, to me, meant that I was writing something like fragments fragments of expression um, the second song on the album is a song called Church Spires and it's got an interesting sort of time rhythms about the way I was playing the piano that again came from space I don't know why I sat down the second day <laughs> uh, and wrote Church uh, Spires um, and uh, the church spires to me as I was writing it again and it was a stream of consciousness as I was doing the piano I was singing and I recorded that um, into my phone so I could hear what the melodies were like and church spires just came out and I remember that when I was a boy this basically back in England um, starting off some of it it was quite grey uh, I was in Southampton in the 50s and 60s and I remember going to school primary school and secondary school and always work, walking past the church and I always remember seeing that huge church spire with a cross on the top and I felt actually quite uh, scared I felt like something's watching me and I have to be a good boy and of course um you get a sense of hugeness with these churches and with the spire going into the sky. And uh, it brought back memories of my grandmother and the black dog she had and a neighbor I had who had cancer. And they used to, his wife used to send him to the park just to sit on a bench. And I remember seeing him. So again, it's a stream of consciousness. And there was a lot of alcohol around um, some elements of my grandparents' family and um, lodgers staying at people's houses. And people didn't seem to be too happy around that time I remember as a schoolboy, and you go to school and you have to go into the assembly and sing all these hymns and you get a feeling of oppression really like I'm being looked at and I've got to be a good boy and uh, it used to feel to me um oppressive in a kind of way you know and you'd come home from school and you'd pass that church again and look at the spires and think I hope I did good today and that uh, I'm not going to be crucified or I have to pay a price for um looking at that girl in school you know so it's it was a feeling of that um something was overseeing you and at the moment when i wrote church spires as well as just singing about church spires looking down on me and looking down on my house and my council house i also brought memories about back about my childhood um and living in southampton you know you're near the docks and you can hear the dredgers at night uh, digging up the mud uh, and you can look i could look out of my window and see the docks from my council house so all these memories came back and uh, let me play you now Church Spires Got cancer to send him to the park. 
see him on the white bench in the dark church spires look down over our house and over me church spires look down over my On the kitchen floor See the power station Through the back door Monday morning school Waiting by the gates Too scared to go in I'll be late Church spires Looking down Over our Church spires Looking down Over my house And over me yeah. I can hear the dredgers Turn the TV on Grandma's drinking Something really strong Three ducks on the water Flying out to space Better put my coat on Try to escape Church spires Looking down Over our Over me, there's church spires looking down over my house and over me. Church Spires, track two on Fugitive Pieces, my album from 2021. <laughs> Listen now, that brought back, um, yes, my childhood to me. And uh, wearing shorts, going to school and thinking, the church knows I'm wearing shorts. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I noticed there, you know, there's no, I'm a bass player and there's no bass guitar on there. And I really just put bass into tracks when I really felt that it, I needed to play bass, not because that's what you do. Bass takes up a lot of space, and um, I wanted to keep an openness. And there's background vocals there, and those appeared just because I would have played the song the, the first day, and the second day listened to it and thought, it would be great to um, do some emotional harmonies. Um, but as I was just saying there, it was about being minimal, um, I did see it as a three-piece, a four-piece band with very, very little uh, arrangements. And the arrangement had to make sense. Again, a very short song. Um, and again, fragments of feeling. Um, and it brings me on to the uh, third track. It's called Intro, because I was I was beginning to write on the third day. <laughs> it sounds like the Bible, doesn't it? On the third day. Um, <laughs> just been talking about church spas, yeah. Um, I um, started to write this song, which had a really great, to me, uh, chord progression. I was I was looking at some old gospel chord sheets, and, and I'm, I think it affected me, because I started to write this song that had a uh, slight gospel feel about it, and maybe uh, a dramatic kind of a vaudeville stage uh, sense about it as well. Um, a lot of the tracks on this album, I don't know why, I'm an Englishman from Southampton, uh, but they have a slight, slight gospel and soul feel about them. Uh, can't really analyze that because I wasn't even questioning what I was going 
piano right uh, it was uh, although the piano was joined to me and in my chest and my vocals uh, the vocals were just important to me so if it sounded gospel or soul or which, whatever it sounded like that's what it was but I, I was writing this song and on the third day yes the third day um, this title came out called The Saddest Boy and uh, again when I was uh, writing the song and singing these words that I didn't write down I was thinking you know in a sense that I feel like I've accomplished so much and I am I have a happy life and everything was perfect for me because I was able to do music in my life and yet at times as we all probably know we can have everything and everything be in a good place and still you can be uh, sad and uh, I used to always work at um, impressing people with uh, love and goodness and um, wanting to be loved and I thought sometimes you know my mum used to say also I, w I used to feel too much and she said you have to be careful you know um, my mother would always say uh, I think my father saw it too, too that I was an over emotional kid um, in the early days and uh, she said you have to be careful because um, what you care about and what you link close to could really, 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 really break your heart. Um, <coughs> anyway, I'm about to play The Saddest Boy as track four pretty soon. But when I was writing The Saddest Boy, I just sang these harmonies out of the blue at the beginning of the song. And these are the harmonies, and it's just called intro. And, and in fact, I'm going to play... It was meant to be the front to the song The Saddest Boy, so I don't know why I'm thinking that they aren't linked together. On the album, it is track three and track four. But I'm going to play you the intro, which links into, harmonically, The Saddest Boy. Saddest boy. Um, <laughs> God, that really does the chord sequence to me, Phil's and the melody. You've got that vaudeville, very much um, 
vibe about it um like a stage show um that just came out of nowhere as well and uh i noticed that i'm playing electric piano there and i thought as i was building this up over this period of time quite quickly i thought it would be interesting to even though i'm writing from keyboards to change from an acoustic piano to electric pianos um to change the color somewhat the next song that appears in order as well as i was writing through these 10 days is a song called stars rain moon and sun yeah pretty unusual i suppose um and it just came out of my mouth and uh, i think i might have seen somewhere a poem or something that just threw these uh words together and it just seemed to conjure up such a magical feel to me um and as I was jamming the song and the song came about, I realized that what I was writing about somehow was about how as a songwriter, you put um, sometimes your truest emotions uh, lyrically into your songs and uh, that you don't express in life. And I always found that when I was going through a relationship problem or something about a relationship um, was tough, I found myself driving uh, <laughs> to the coast. The sea has always been where I think possibly I should be to heal for some reason um, I run away towards the sea and um, this seemed like a very romantic song because I was really trying to uh, relate that um, what I'm writing in my songs possibly is what I'm writing to my lovers and what I'm writing to my um, my companions and partners throughout life. It's a very romantic song, uh, very much me really, in the sense that there's a bittersweet, bittersweet beauty and also a pain in love. And uh, very confusing, love can be. Um, something absolutely beautiful and right and something um, definitely off-kilt. I think love has that built into it uh, on an album I did called The Slender Sadness, uh, uh, the love songs that I've written. I think that there's always in the truest sense of love um it's an unknowable quality and an unknowable um an emotion um it drives us uh, we have a desire for it we have to be social we have to get near to somebody we want to be understood but we are ourselves locked in our own bodies and so although we want to be with another person and be one we are ultimately two so when love is at its best it's because um two people really totally understand that situation well that's to me anyway so stars rain moon sun um for me was um immensely romantic and bittersweet and i put a drum machine on this i don't know why but uh, and also i played a bit of bass in the choruses on a rickenbacker bass with a with a pick um to define the notes and it all came around from starting on a synthesizer quick um uh, chordal jam that went through the whole song and um sung i think three three times i sang this through again without writing the lyrics down um and each verse was a little bit different and then i comped the best of those three vocals together and there were the lyrics and then it uh, really hopefully portrayed what it was to drive to the sea with a bittersweet love emotion in your heart here's stars rain moon and sun Drive down the coast tonight and chase the amber tides There's a place where darkness aches and light will blind Melt away on silver waves, someone must die But that's alright It's in the stars Sunrise, all the feelings he has for her. 
soak your dress in the ocean foam Kick your shoes off Tell me what I wanna hear There's only love Set your heart on wings of sparks Drift upon the sky You'll be alright It's in the stars Track five, Stars, Rain, Moon, Sun. Um, bittersweet Romance, I think, came out on that day of my rather blue period. I remember that um, I really felt like if I was going to play guitars around these songs, electric guitars, which was the last thing I did, I wanted to use a volume pedal, uh, which I controlled by my, f- by my feet, so that I could make the, um, the notes feel like they were highlighting uh, uh, and dancing around the chords, a bit like clouds. Yes, we songwriters see in pictures, I think, but um, that was the last thing I did on this album, was uh, the guitar playing, but I always felt like I needed to be swelling the notes and using a volume pedal. That came to mind when I listened to that song, particularly Stars, Rain, Moon, Sun. Now the next song, um, very short song, very short song, right in the middle of the album. And as I said to you before, these 11 songs are on the album sequenced exactly as they were written each day. This is a song called Forgive, and um, I think it's a special little piece, I really do. Um, I know when I played it to a few people and my manager, Diane Poncher, there was a lot of emotion in the air and um, I could feel like it was it was communicating in a big way. You know, I, in my life I've made a lot of mistakes, done a lot of wrong things and I've hurt people um, and you realise that, I have realised that women, women seem to have the greatest ability to forgive um, when I think a man in general finds it much harder to forgive and if a woman did to us what we did to them, Um, I think we wouldn't forgive as easily. Um, I'm sure that's not consistently the truth, but in my experience, women just seem to have that um, great vision, great deepness and reality of life to be able to see things for what they really are and forgive and uh, see into the soul and see that mistakes can be made. Um, I know for me it would have been much harder if I had to forgive a partner uh, for what I did. Um, So this song came in this again um three weeks of um rather blue um depression which i think sometimes is a very creative period um to uh, uh, this song came right in the middle of this this period song called forgive
Very short song. Um, uh, it just happened. Uh, you you can't extend songs like that if you think you're making a communication, which is uh, an utterance of reality. Sometimes we know that sometimes being um, minimal um, can be very powerful. So uh, a little song called Forgive, and yet a little song, but also I think there's a, uh, a bigness in there um, with the vocal uh, so loud. Um, I remember wanting to try to get very, very near the microphone and really try and get all the the sound of breathing and the sound of the uh, of your mouth as you say these words and sing these words. Um, that's a very special piece to me, you know. In fact, this whole album, Fugitive Pieces, is very under the radar in all my albums. It it really hasn't been uh, taken to people's hearts as much as my other work, but that's okay because um, I know that if it does appeal to somebody. Um, It'll probably appeal in a very real way, in a very intimate way, and a deep way. And um, I'm very pleased that I had that chance to make an album like this and be a little brave about it and say, um, if we were to do too much work on this and see it bigger than it is, we'd lose. I think I would t totally lose why this happened. You know, when I think about it, it was for me. That I made this record. I didn't even know it was going to come out, to tell you the truth. When I finished it, I'd been not mixing with anybody for about a month. I'd kept myself to myself uh, so that when you're in a depression, you know if you're around people, you, you may lash out and you may bring other people down. I've learned this over a period of time, you know. Your emotions, you have to have tools to keep them under uh, and not hurt other people. Um, you can do, you have to be still. And I always realized after a period of time of studying this that if I did have a depression um i would be best for me to go through it myself and not lay it on other people's shoulders all the time because there's an aggression there's a darkness that can appear and so uh, i made friends with music on this album um and i remember when i finished it i hadn't seen my manager uh, and a few people for a long time and i remember playing it and uh, my manager diane poncha saying this is extremely special i said yes but it's it's so personal and dark um, and she said it's not as dark as you think it's a real thing and I think this deserves to come out and so even though I thought it was a, an album for myself that I would just keep there you know um, to heal me and just I went through something when I did eventually play it um, t 11 songs in uh, out of the blue I know that my manager said um, this has to be released so I'm very grateful for that but as I said it's under the radar it hasn't really been taken in by uh, my supporters in the way that I uh, usually get but I expected that and I do think that um, when it does if it does communicate to somebody it's gone into under the skin like a good book uh, or a good movie they're not, not always the most uh, glamorous most successful things but some of those pieces of work that we love and we know speaks to us is usually um, 
below the radar, I think, anyway. So, going to move on now from Forgive to the next song, which is called Used Christmas Tree. Um, I can't overemphasize how these songs each day just appeared, and I'd write down a title the moment I started to sing or get a melody. And Used Christmas Tree... Um, I think I've wanted to write a song like this for a long time because every time Christmas comes around and maybe, you know, a week after, two weeks after, you see outside the houses these trees just led there, thrown away. When we buy them, we love them and we decorate them and we put them in, in the house and we make them something glorious. But then when the time's over and we don't need them, we fling them out. And I, every time I saw these Christmas trees just lying outside in the street, I thought there's a metaphor there for how we treat um, things when we've had enough of them and they've served their purpose. Old people, uh, you know, we, uh, particularly in America, there's a great sense of like, yes, okay, you're old, stick your way in a home. And something we loved and cared for, animals at Christmas. You know, people buy animals and they give them as gifts and then they realize how hard it is to look after the animal and they then are disregarded and thrown out. And um, I saw Christmas trees... Uh, the song, Used Christmas Tree, really speaking about how we use things, and once they're not useful to us, um, we disregard them. That's where this song came from. So let me play you Used Christmas Tree. That's a track called Used Christmas Tree, and um, I think sometimes it's uh, uh, we really do want to hide things from our eyes, don't we? It's an illusion. We just want to push things away when we don't want to deal with them, and that's really um, 
how I saw the Christmas tree as a metaphor. Anyway, um, I was just thinking then, you know, with uh, albums, uh, commercial albums, we sit there and we say, yeah, take that song off, take that song off. We can do better here. We can do. I never, I was so stubborn. I didn't think at all about that. It was going to be what these songs were, good, bad, or what, rearranged. No, they're going to come out in in the spirit of really like um, a live performance of writing or uh, live poetry. You know, um, you do your thing, you believe in it, you hold it it is a unit it is what it's going to be like a zen uh, calligraphy what you do will be kept um i've we all very rarely do that on on albums we we spend a lot of time thinking what's going to be the next move how can it be better well there was a vague sense of that on this record but more than anything it was more about being honest uh, track eight, uh, <laughs> track uh, day eight, track eight. That's how it went, um, uh, and I'm not making that up. That's how it happened. Um, my memory went right back for some reason on that day, still in this blue period, of living in a council estate in Southampton um, and knowing that a neighbour just down the road, and I was a young lad, had committed suicide. A woman um, had uh, put her head in the in the gas oven, and um, it was quite frequent at that time when I went to school that there was the the suicides appearing in this council estate I would just sort of vaguely feel that from from the kids and um, that that vision came right back to me the horror and the sense that uh, they told me you know that um, the husband had been a um, a, a beater of his wife and um, there was a sense that this woman uh, couldn't take any more and she was trying to please her husband all the time. This was what I sort of learnt as all the parents and neighbours got together and talked about it and I just, it stuck in my mind, it just stuck in my mind. This song uh, was written on a, a synthesizer uh, actually. And um, I saw, uh, the, the, I remember those days, the, my mother and other women used to wear polka dot dresses. And I remember thinking drops of blood and these polka dots uh, for some reason on a dress. And for some reason, this song just came. So let me play it to you now, uh, Drops of Blood. Little kitchen floor, the gas burns on. 
stop drops of love drops of love drops of blood they're like drops of love sweet drops of blood like drops of love dark drops of blood they're like drops of love Drops of blood Like drops of love Drops of blood Must be drops of love Drops of blood Must be love These drops of blood There must be his A very slight uh, feeling of reggae rhythm on the end there. Interesting to me because I grew up loving reggae um, and uh, it was a very much an urban music around uh, that time as a kid. You know, in the council estates in Southampton, reggae was very influential. So that's uh, Drops of Blood. And uh, the next track that appeared the next day was again a short piece but a, and a rom- romantic piece again. It's a song um, called We've Known Love. And where it came from... I could probably say I don't know, but I was just thinking that day and I can remember feeling that um, you're very lucky if you can really say to yourself you've known love. And even if you're breaking up with somebody or even if you are, uh, let's say, uh, contemplating what it would be to lose that person, you know, whether in a relationship uh, uh, or death, you know, it's, you're very, very, very lucky if you can say um, I've known love. And I thought, um, if I was speaking to my partner, I would be saying we've known love even through all the ups and downs, um, through it all, through it all. We have uh, known love. And that was very special for me in this period to realize that, that I have known love and to relate to that and think like that as much as I can understand love, I have felt that. And it seemed to me that that was, again, a bittersweet, golden feeling of um, being very lucky, very fortunate, because so many people go through their lives without feeling love. And I knew at that point, even in my blue period, I knew that um, I had touched and been and felt in love. So here's a song called We've Known Love. Someday When the sun is setting I will take you to that place We've forgotten We will walk up on the ladder of the skies When I try to remind you We had love We knew love Yeah, we found love We've known love One day Let us take that drive Drive places where we'd hide and we'll play all of the songs we wrote together I'll try to remind you baby how lucky we've been because we had love we knew love Without love, we've known love. Just you and I, 
came some distance I came some miles Just to meet you here We've known love. Um, uh, track, actually, track nine. <laughs> we had day nine, track nine. We've known love is a song really that acknowledges uh, that we're lucky if we know we've uh, experienced that. And uh, I didn't expect on that day to write something like that. That was why this felt like something quite special to me. I mean, the whole project, because um, I let the the mind loose and. Uh, and in, I think sometimes when your emotions have been changed and you're uh, not trying to be something, trying to make something happen, and you're just true to yourself, sometimes um, you touch, uh, whether in art, particularly in art, any kind of art, I think you, you can touch some truth and honesty. Track 10, um, a, a, an unusual chord sequence in this song, which I, um, I'm very pleased with because uh, it's... Uh, unusual and it it's hypnotic and i always like that when that happens um it's a song called ealing key uh key spelt q u a y english now ealing key is one of the oldest villages in england and it has a and i think the oldest mill uh in england it's on the very near southampton um just outside southampton uh in, in a, a village called totten t o t t o n um totten what a strange name but i as a kid used to go there with my my father who used to work uh, on the wharf as a young man and there was a pub there and my my father and his brother and my cousin we used to meet there and uh, the the Parents would go in the pub and drink, and I remember that uh, myself and my cousin Cheryl, we used to just be there. Um, they'd bring out a packet of crisps for us, and my <laughs> maybe a glass of cider. Not cider, I mean Coke. Yes, it would have been cider, it would have been Coke. And we, it was a magical place for me as a child, magical. Also, my grandmother was buried up up on St. Mary's Church, just uh, up a walk away from the mill house uh, on Totten Quay. And I went searching for her grave. After I'd had huge success in America, I went back and uh, I looked for her grave and, and, and a, in a very ancient graveyard on top of this, this hill in Ealing Quay, a, a very old church, St. Mary's Church. And um, I couldn't find her grave, couldn't find it. And all of a sudden, I sort of knew where she was. And I went and found her grave, which was pretty amazing and special to me. And um, when I was writing on the 10th day, the 10th song, this song appeared. It's called Ealing Key. See the silent boats out on the mud bay. When we can walk across the toll bridge, if you walk real slow, we can walk across the toll bridge if you walk real slow. Just in the presence of your company And I feel so much love Just in the presence of your company Look at the freight ships Heading out on the Southampton Sea we can walk up to St. Mary's Church If you walk real slow We can walk up to St. Mary's Church If you walk real slow with me And I feel so much love 
to love Just in the presence of your company Can you see the guilty cross Just hidden in the long grass And we can look for my nun's If you walk real slow We can look for my nan's grave If you walk real slow And I feel so much alone Just in the presence of your company I feel so much love Just in the presence of your company My father was born in Totten, uh, just outside Southampton, and I was going there uh, quite a bit to see my grandmother when I was a kid. And uh, my f- my grandfather, Arthur, we had the same birthday, September the 23rd. And he'd come back from the First World War, and I always remember that he got gangrene and had both his legs under his knees cut off. Um, and uh, all these memories, all these memories came back when I was writing Fugitive Pieces. Another thing about Fugitive Pieces, it took me back to when I used to write with Brian Fairweather, my songwriting partner, back in the 70s. It all came down to writing on a piano or a guitar but looking for chords looking for melodies really just trying to write a song to the final song on the album track 11 <laughs> yes again sounding biblical day 11 this is a track called oceans um and it seemed uh, to really sum up to me that this was the end of the album I, when i wrote this i just thought this is it i finished it in these 10 de- 11 days sorry uh, these 11 days and the rest would be uh, me comping vocals and doing a little bit of guitar and keyboards around the edges um but Oceans is about what I think most of us have gone through when you're in a relationship but you feel uh, on different islands in a big, big ocean and whatever you do, you cannot bring uh, these islands together. You cannot bring um, the landscape and the territory together. Oceans will divide you. And um, as I was finishing this record... Um, I felt that somehow, that I could remember what it was like when you tried so hard and believed you could change something, but um, you absolutely knew somehow that you couldn't change it. And this is why Oceans appeared. Uh, Here it is. Ocean, separate our hearts tonight. Ocean. Stretching out between our lives You and I Left here drowning in blue Ocean Drifting far apart on sorrow's tides Here we lay in a bed so big and wide No more words can bridge this distance Stranded here on an island of jealousy We're looking out on an empty horizon Ocean Separate our hearts tonight Oceans Stretching out between our lives You and I Are left here drowning in blue Oceans Drifting far apart on sorrow's tide Here we lay in a bed that is sinking 
fast And silence fills all the space that divides us Waves collide as we search for a sign of life But love has died on an empty horizon Oceans separate our hearts tonight Oceans stretching out between our lives You and I So there we are. This has been a special, um, which I've enjoyed very much. And uh, just like when I did the record, I did this whole show in a flow and it just happened. And I wanted to speak from my heart about it. That's an album called Fugitive Pieces of Mine, a solo record that I released in uh, 2021 in April, April the 19th. Um, beautiful artwork done by David J. Knight. I just have to mention that um, he did a portrait of me and put around the picture of my portrait various things that are in this album um various things you'll see around me surrounded in his drawing is very pertinent to this record and um images of my my life um i was very pleased that david did that for me because i've always loved those albums like captain fantastic and goodbye yellow brick road where and if you really look at the cover those days when we used to have album covers you saw uh, a story there that you wanted to find out about um I've had great pleasure in going back at this point and playing this album because for me, out of all the albums I've done, this is like coming to a club where I would sit and play uh, some very, very, very intimate songs. And it still remains for me, and I think it always will, uh, a very um, special time and a very unusual way to make a record for me personally. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, that was Fugitive Pieces, and I hope some of the pieces, some of the fragments, meant something to you. Um, thank you for being here. Please look after all those innocent animals out there, and uh, be good to yourself, and always be open to the fragments and the pieces in your heart that you might hold back. Sometimes uh, it's pretty amazing to free those emotions cheers i'll see you soon in the owl's nest 